He really like went for it. That was yeah. a big bowl of Jello. Yeah, I loved it. It's like that. You're a Green Bay Packers fan. Episode 45 of the Red Shirt Water Boys podcast might be a little triggering for you. It's not for not you. Not a safe space for you. Um, I do apologize for that. And, you know, if you have the strength, um, I'll direct you to the second segment. Here's your chance to skip. Pop that champagne and play the music. You hear that sound? Oh, Evan, the beautiful, beautiful song. And the people are cheering. The people are cheering. Ah, uh, all people over this God's green earth. Yeah, people are <laughs> this great nation of ours celebrating. Karen Rogers is out of the playoffs. <laughs> I just can't believe you have the Lambo home field advantage in the perfect Green Bay Packer weather. Oh, it's snowing. It's frigid. Feels oh, like yeah. zero. Yep, and you. Can't score more than ten points. Ten points. Ten. You have freaking Devonta Adams out there running for his life. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. And Aaron Jones, he couldn't get any yards. What the and, heck? Oh man, the Packers scored on their first drive, and then after that, they had three points for the whole game. Oh, <laughs> so but, I mean, great. also, no credit to the offense or the defense of the 49ers. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah, no. Because nope. You didn't score any points. Yeah, they scored what? Six points as an offense. Yeah, they had no, no. offensive or defensive. They scored touchdowns. zero points as an offense and a defense. Yeah, you're right, actually. The special teams special scored teams did all, all the points. Yeah. <laughs> the offense had a couple drives, a couple drives stalled by penalties in the yeah. in the second half, but I mean, oh, so great. Obviously, we're very happy uh to be rid of Aaron Rodgers, Karen Frogers, however you call him. Mm. Uh, in the playoffs, and I just wanted to take this moment to dunk on Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Karen Rodgers. Oh my God! Uh, Twitter was a buzz after this game, mostly because mo- a lot of Twitter, at least the Twitter that I'm on, uh, is pro vaccine and and pro science. So some of the best Twitter things I saw were uh, too bad Rodgers didn't do his own research on the 49ers. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Rogers has been immunized against the playoffs. I love that one. Uh, we all thought Aaron had a shot, which felt very familiar. <laughs> Aaron's avoiding the end zone like it's made of scientific facts. Got him. Oh my God. Maybe Aaron Rodgers took football advice from Joe Rogan, too. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers losing because of snowflakes. Oof. I love it. I also saw a stat that was like Aaron Rodgers is 0-4 against all the teams he called out for not uh, drafting him. <laughs> so good. Yeah, the 49ers, he's now like 0-4 in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think almost all those games have been home for him. Yeah. Uh, oh, just. I also saw the meme beautiful. that's like the guy that's like the like big brain. <laughs> yes. It's like yep. you can't lose in the NFC title game if you don't get there. <laughs> if you don't make it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, obviously, welcome in to episode 45 of the Red Shirt Water Boys podcast. 
Uh, we are going to talk 45, some... man. I know. It's a lot. Creeps up on you, yeah. really. We do this every week, and every week it's just as shocking when the number gets higher. <laughs> it's just creeping <laughs> it's along. surprise you know? every time. Well, I mean, sometimes I feel like it's still episode 20. Right? Yeah, I mean, we're still iron out, ironing out the kinks. Yeah, but uh, here we are, playoff football, divisional round. Obviously, my team lost in the wild card. Evan's team lost in the wild card. Yeah, I'm not doing the obituary because... Uh, the, we were we were just there on house money at that point. Like yeah. the Eagles were like, yeah, we're in the playoffs, and it was like, yeah, we played absolute garbage teams the last half of the <laughs> half of the schedule, and we lost the week before, and we were playing Tom Brady, so there was no chance. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we'll take maybe it. next year. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. those three first round draft picks and and move along. Yeah, I just hope Howie. I hate to say this every year. Hope Howie doesn't do anything squirrely over the over the freaking off season. Oh man, he said, I, he, he said we're keeping Jalen Hurts. I just want everyone to know that means absolutely nothing. I, he said they were keeping Doug. He said that that we were keeping all of our uh, coordinators the year before. All of them were fired. He said that like we'd love to keep Carson Wentz, and he was just like, "See ya." So like. Don't listen to anything Howie says. I heard a rumor that they were interested in maybe potentially bringing in one Karen Rodgers. I don't the, think that'll the quarterback. happen. The other thing is, is Aaron Rodgers would have to want to come to Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, see that happening. Oh, um, he would never make it here. I, I maintain that if Karen Rodgers is an Eagle next year, I will never root for that franchise ever again, no okay. matter what, no matter who they bring in, I, like anyone else. No, Derek Carr. That's the other one. Derek, also Deshaun Watson. Uh, those three stay Out away of from the them. three of those. I think Deshaun Watson has the best shot. <laughs> Honestly, that's so Russell sad. Wilson has a better shot than all of Russell them. Wilson. Now bring him to Philadelphia. Just kidding. Don't. Just Jalen Hurts old. is the starter. Why would you even say that? Uh, <laughs> talking about the play teams that are still well, maybe not still in the playoffs because the Packers blew it. Uh, Karen Rodgers, he gets the boot. Uh, and I, what I found the most ironic was that the quarterback on the other team actively sells face masks for COVID-19. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy G. So <laughs> Karen Rogers, the guy who lied about a COVID vaccine, uh, lost to a guy who sells COVID-19 masks. And it's almost merch. poetic. I just, I love that. Mm. Uh, so thanks, Jimmy G. You guys like Jimmy G yet? Mm-hmm. I like him as a person. I think he's a pretty mediocre quarterback. Yeah. I think handsome he's, devil. Yeah, he's, he's like <laughs> handsome devil's right. He's like a uh, Tom Brady minus all the smarts. <laughs> he's like Tom Brady minus all the <laughs> nineteen years in New England. Yeah, he's know? like Tom Brady minus the goat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, he just took down somebody who many believe to be the goat, and that's just so funny. He took down two in a row. He took down the Cowboys God. and the Packers. So I he's can't a believe hero like, now. He, yeah, seriously, he should be like beloved now. Jimmy G, he's done his job. He, his job is to stand there. It, like, now, if he takes down Tom Brady in the next round, wow. New conversation. If he That's takes a whole Tom, new conversation. Tom Brady down in the next round, whoever's in the Super Bowl just got an easy Super Bowl. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> I, I just I don't, don't know, man. Well, did you see the 49ers were literally losing players every single play? Yeah, it was. George Kittle's hurt. Yep. Debo Samuel's Samuel Samuel hurt. Off, yeah. There's like nobody left. I, it, they, okay. it took everything okay. to beat the Packers. It did. It Actually, did. Everything. it was uh, worth it. But it's funny because the Packers Maybe. didn't seem to need to be beaten because their special teams, one of the worst performances in NFL history. Yeah. 
Uh, and it happened in one of the most important games for them. But, I mean, blocked field goal. They had a blocked punt returned for a touchdown. And then on the final play of the game, the <laughs> yeah. game-winning field goal, they lined up 10 men. I thought, I thought they looked After thin. a timeout. After a timeout. Yeah. How do you screw that up? <laughs> the 49ers, they take the timeout. They're like, all right, we're going to set up this 45 or whatever yard field goal. Uh, Robbie Gold comes in, who's never missed a kick in the playoffs. So, so you kind of knew what was going to happen. Uh, but your only chance was to either block it or, you know, get some miracle boot. And they line up 10 guys. <laughs> like, who was supposed to be there and that, like, <laughs> forgot or just said, nah, he's not going to miss it. What so was interesting is there. when they were lining up, I was watching it. The guys on the right side of the line, if you're facing, if the field goal's right, the post uh, yeah. up to your back, they were fighting for a spot on the line. They yeah. were trying to, like, bump into each other. I'm like, stop moving. You're going to cause a one, a penalty yeah. or two. You're going to trip each other and there's going to be no chance for a block. Oh, idiots. It, it was just a utter collapse in the third phase of the game. And I, I mean, all the analysts on TV will be like, oh, you got to be solid in all three phases. And most of the time that's true. But every once in a while, you know, you get a team that doesn't have a great kicker or doesn't have uh, a great punter or punt team or something. And, and it, it doesn't derail Super Bowl dreams. It doesn't. Uh, but this just seemed like a collapse of catastrophic proportions. Mm. Um, and I just, that's unreal to think that uh, a team coached by Matt LaFleur would have this happen. Uh, he's a good coach, obviously, an offensive genius. Didn't see it yesterday, but uh, Woof. it happens. Was there a special teams coordinator? I'm looking it up. Uh, unemployed. That's his name. <laughs> Uh, available. <laughs> this win uh, for the 49ers is not only a win for them, but it's a win for most of America. Um, and I akin it to, I call it the TB12 effect, which is y you're so good, like 95 to 100% of the time, uh, that when you roll through most of the NFC in the regular season, and some teams in the AFC even, during the regular season, you get like this hatred against you. And, like, that's what Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, has, like, garnered for himself. And <laughs> unlike TB12, who we root against, root against, root against, but yet still ends up with the Super Bowl title at the end of it all, Karen Rodgers rewards us every year for our hatred and our fandom against him by just collapsing in the playoffs. And yeah. I think it's just so funny because most of the time it's at home. And most of the time, you get the like gut-wrenchingly horrid losses uh, for Packers and Packers fans that you, everyone else is just left smiling. Everyone else. This wasn't gut-wrenching, though. This was just ineptitude it's on no. every oh, level. Oh, this one was embarrassing. This, Maybe not yeah. gut-wrenching, I mean. yeah. but yeah. it was gut embarrassing. Gut-wrenching, to me, means like sad. Like They tried so hard, and they were doing so well, and like the last second... <laughs> I mean, they had it. Up. Had they gotten that punt off without giving up a touchdown... Yeah. Who knows? Like, does Jimmy G lead a drive with six minutes left to to tie the game? To to just tie the game? Probably not. Uh, and then, okay, with maybe three minutes left, Aaron Rodgers has the ball instead of you know two minutes left with Jimmy G in a tied game with the ball. You get Aaron Rodgers in a tied game, maybe with <laughs> three minutes. Like, who's better than that? I that whole thing happened in like the most improbable way it could. Uh, and I just I thought it was funny. Um, speaking of losing at home, yes, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because the game hadn't happened yet. 
But another team we all root against, Dallas Cowboys. See, that's another inept loss. <laughs> they oh, lose man. to the 49ers as well. Uh, and after that game, which ended in some weird, like, uh, you know, Dallas wasn't going to win that game. It wasn't weird. It was, they didn't know how the freaking game is right. played. Yeah, like, Dallas was not going to win that game. And they shouldn't have even honestly had a chance at it. But they did. Uh, and they're driving down the field, driving down the field. They get to, like, the 40-yard line. Uh, and they have, what, 11 seconds left? Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. And Dak Prescott takes it. The 49ers playing sideline defense. Dak Prescott takes it up the middle. QB sneak, designed QB run, takes it, like, 20 yards, slides, puts the ball down. Then you only got three seconds left. The back judge is sprinting to try and get that ball spotted. Uh, he's got to, like, box the Cowboys offensive lineman out of the way. Gets the ball spotted. By the time they get a snap, there's no time left. They didn't have a timeout, so the game's over. Game over. Uh, <laughs> and on the way off the field, the Cowboys faithful, uh, mm. which, Evan, do you, have a, do you have a nickname for them? or Trash. Cockroaches. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, they they <laughs> did what they do, uh, which is they were throwing things onto the field. And <laughs> several of these things, water bottles, trash, um, you know, cans, cans, uh, were hitting players. Mm. Uh, and when asked about it, most fans were like, well, we weren't throwing them at the players, our players. We were throwing them at the referees because they cheated us out of this game. Which they did not. True. Certainly did not. And then Dak Prescott, when told that, yeah, the things that were thrown weren't at you, uh, the fans said that they were at the refs. He said, credit to them for throwing things. You know, I wouldn't be the self-serving Philly fan. If I wouldn't say, uh, if this had happened to an Eagles fan, we'd be hearing about it for the next 50 freaking years. We've been throwing batteries at Santa since 1965. <laughs> yeah. Like, when was the last time you saw a battery hit Santa? And, and you know what will happen next year? The Cowboys will be like, we're a real contender this year. We're America's team. And no one will ever talk about the freaking trash they were throwing at their own players. Oh, man. What a sham. And then, <laughs> like, I, I'm going to keep going. Uh, and then you had the freaking, the Cowboys their own stadium sabotaging the whole game because yep. Jerry Jones can't build a normal freaking building. <laughs> yeah, the sun was blinding players. They're kicking They're stuff kicking. into the screen. <laughs> like, I hate that rule that they got to re-kick that. No, it's their screen. Yeah, they put it, it should there. Be their fault. Their kicker should know exactly where that screen is and That's not right. kick into it. I just think, yeah, when it's you look at stupid new franchise. stadiums, they're like, we want the huge screen, but we don't want it to like infringe on what the mm -hmm. playing is. So instead of this giant screen, that's like from the 20 yard line to the 20 yard line in your, in your the, dumb literally stadium, the world's largest screen. Like I, I can't <laughs> believe that world uh, record. Oh, they have so like this funny. ring screen. That's like an almost an infinity screen up top and it's like higher up. So you, you don't kick it. Yeah. Uh, now we have punters kicking things into screens. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, the Bengals also are a playoff team and they're surprising everyone. They just beat the one-seeded Tennessee Titans uh, in Tennessee. Another road victory. I just, I, I think, I, I said this last week, it's just like, the Titans didn't seem like a legit team to me. No, all week they were talking about how this might be the weakest one-seed we've ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, Ryan Tannehill stinks. <laughs> the, uh, also, did you see what Stat Muse was doing? No. On Twitter? Uh-uh. They were posting about Ryan Tannehill's three interceptions. Oh, okay. And the whole time they were like, oh, Ryan Tannehill looks like this. And then it was a picture of Carson Wentz. Oh, <laughs> woof. That's and rough. they kept doing it. They did it three <laughs> times. Well, three picks. I mean, 
I know, but even like the end of the game stats, like three interceptions, picture of Carson Wentz in a Tennessee Titans jersey. That's hilarious, actually. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah, good. See. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, the Bengals, on the other hand, had their rookie come through. And I'm not talking about Jamar Chase, their wide receiver, first-round pick. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the fifth-round kicker they drafted. Something about a fifth-round kicker. Evan Always great. Evan McPherson and the cojones on this kicker. No kidding. Because before... Okay, the Bengals get the ball back. Uh, I think there was like a minute left or something. Tannehill they, threw a pick. Yeah, they drive it down. They get into field goal range and, you know, they do the Joe Burrow thing where... It's not Joe Burrow specifically, but Joe Burrow does the thing where he snaps the ball and gets it on the right hash for the kicker because kickers have preferences too. Uh, and <laughs> kickers have preferences too, people. <laughs> you know, Don't Bengals, <laughs> Bengals kicker. take the timeout. They're like sending out Evan McPherson. And apparently, uh, during that commercial break between the kick uh, that happened, he goes over to Joe Burrow, the, this Evan McPherson, rookie fifth round kicker, and he says to him, It looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> Yeah. Before he even kicks it, I love it. Before he even gets out on the field to kick it, he's like, "Oh yeah, looks like we're uh, gonna play for this AFC title thing." Unreal. Yeah. Hey, all I can think about is back in 2017 when there was a second year, uh, second year quarterback who was having a great year who also had a rookie kicker save his season. You know what they did? Did they? Uh, they won the Super Bowl, man. I don't understand. <laughs> I people. It, it was you know obviously. What do they say? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure. Yep. Uh, but there were a lot of people on Twitter that were reading back into receipts from like experts and draft, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess experts, the draft enthusiasts, let's say. Mel Kuyper. Uh, yeah, people like that. And they were saying like, hmm, puzzling pick to pick a kicker in the fifth round. Uh, I don't see why kickers are not drafted more. It seems like one of the most important positions. We had two games already this week out of two. Uh, come down to a kicker. Yeah. It really matters. Like, it's I don't know why. I, yeah. I mean, it's quarterback. It's like maybe offensive line, defensive, you know, back somewhere He's in there. He's part of your core. And then it's kicker. For me, at least. Yeah. Where but, would we be <clears throat> without Jake Elliott? Where Who would knows? we be? I don't yeah. know. Probably losing more games, probably. Donnie Bagbones Jones. That's <laughs> uh, Donnie. But I think the most interesting thing to have happen... Uh, this week, and it's not the first time it's happened, uh, is having both one seeds who both had the bye mm-hmm. gone. And, you know, you could chalk it up to the Titans being injured all year, and then they finally get Derrick Henry back, and they, you know, they ran him as if he was Derrick Henry uh, before the steel plate in his foot or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that didn't work out for them because then they needed Tannehill, and he threw three interceptions. Um, but on the Packers side of things, like they were expected to make a big run, if not go to the Super Bowl, if not win it. Uh, and I just every year it feels like a buy team loses and we're like, is the buy a blessing or a curse? I don't know. I go back and forth. I feel like I know it's only been two years since the playoff format changed. But I feel like having the extra game, as long as no one gets hurt. You just you're you're in that condition, yeah. And especially since most of the buy teams, they've sat their players. They have a two week buy. If you yeah. think about it, in the last like the last week of the season, I don't know. It just might hurt. And I think those teams in a, a buy in the regular season, uh, 
is a lot easier to plan for because you know who's coming up two weeks from now. Yeah. Like you know who survives to see you the week after your buy. So you can prepare like half that first week to say, here's what they've been doing. Now we'll wait to see what they do this week. And then we can prepare next week for that. Uh, and you can lead up to that game. You have two weeks then to lead yeah. up to this game against somebody you know who's coming. Uh, in the playoffs, it's not like that. You know, Mike Vrabel didn't know who he was going to get. Was he going to get the Buffalo Bills? Was he going to get the Bengals? Was he going to get the Patriots? I, I like, Who knows? Um, and then it comes down to, okay, he gets the Bengals. By the time he's out there, he's like, who, who do I have available? Is Derrick Henry available? The game planning that goes along with that. You just don't know. And, and the Packers had a little bit of that, too, with their, with their secondary specifically uh, and their defense, but nothing along the lines of what the Tennessee Titans have had to deal with. So, yeah, um, I just, <clears throat> I don't know, the buys, I'm not here for it because out of nowhere, you get amped up. You play all year for the playoffs, right? And then you get there and they're like, oh, we're not playing this week. And then you like, there's a relax that comes with it. Um, I get it. You want to rest. You want to recover from a long season, but it just seems like maybe the better thing to do would be playing a game. Yeah, but I also think, especially in the Packers situation, you have a quarterback who's not taking anything seriously. That's true. <laughs> so maybe that's what hurt them, like because he was like, "I'm gonna sit here with my Joe Rogan podcast." And yeah, do and he's also doing an interview with ESPN where he was on a 28 minute call, basically just uh, firing at anyone who's ever said anything bad about him. Yeah. Uh, and very politically charged in his in his wordage and his verbiage there. Um, it's just not a good dude, but... So you think he's done? I think he's done. If anything, I, I know that was his last game in Green Bay. I, I don't know if that was his last football game. That's like... I, I, I don't think it is. I really don't think it's his last football game. Either do um, I. Because he has too much ego. He has too much riding on it. If he if he doesn't play, he probably doesn't get State Farm commercials. Uh, I don't know. Because Pat Mahomes will take it over. They'll find someone else. Um, I, I just I can't. Does he become an analyst somewhere? No, he becomes a game show host. He probably has a bunch of like. No, Jeopardy does not want him anymore. No, I'm saying I that guarantee there, you, Jeopardy's there's like some, mm, there's no, some game show network like pilot that's waiting for him to be done so they can film it. I think that it's called the, like Aaron Rodgers big score or something. I think like the that. natural progression of things is that he goes to Fox sports mm -hmm. just because they're a conglomerate that doesn't really care about political affiliation and, a, mm -hmm. you know, political uh, stances on things. And he has kind of burnt bridges. I think mm -hmm. he has burnt bridges with a lot of who's currently on Fox. That's uh, Terry. It's Terry, Michael Strahan, Howie, uh, Howie, and I don't Mark know. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, Mark Sanchez <laughs> is there every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, not to say that any of those guys are bad. I'm just saying Fox as a company and as a media conglomerate has some dealings in a lot of different places. Yeah. So I would say that's the natural course of things. Interesting. If it is his last game, which I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I think he goes to a different team. I don't know where that team is. Denver. Uh, hopefully in the pits of hell. City. <laughs> Pittsburgh. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's right there. He the could pits, actually be going to the Pittsburgh. Pits of hell. He that's actually good. could that's be going to Pittsburgh, happen. and then we have to play him next year. Oh, that'd be nice. I don't like that. No. <laughs> Sydney. Snow has been falling left and right here in Pennsylvania, and I think we're forecasted for even more this week. 
And in other parts of the country, it's been even colder and snowier. This is the time of year we are lucky to have the Groomba with the snowblade attachment. This has made me fall in love with snow again like I did as a kid because it has taken the stress and brutal work out of clearing my sidewalks and driveway. All I do is attach the snowblade to my Groomba and the automatic sensors do the rest, tracking where it has already been and making sure that no part of my sidewalk or driveway is untouched. By the time I'm ready to leave for work, both are clear and I'm on my way. Pick up yours today just in time for the next cold front to hit our area. Available at any home improvement haven retailer or online at www.groomba.com forward slash snowblade. In the rough again? You need a new way to set up and track your shots. Introducing Bogey Buster, the all-encompassing golf app that lets you see the course like you've never seen before. Using any phone's camera, you can see the exact path that your ball takes on each and every shot, giving you real-time feedback so you can make quick adjustments. Having trouble seeing the green? Use the contour map feature to see exactly how your ball's gonna roll. Need to see distance to the pin? Our GPS-supported feature allows you to see exactly how far you are from the hole and gives you a recommendation on what club to use. You can also look back and track your improvement by seeing all of your past scorecards. Bogey Buster is already supported at thousands of courses throughout the U.S. and is growing every day. It is truly an all-in-one golf tool. Download Bogey Buster and start knocking shots off your game today. Now for your headline huddle. Bulls guard Alex Caruso is expected to miss six to eight weeks after undergoing surgery on his wrist. Caruso injured the wrist while falling to the floor after an attempted layup in the Bulls' most recent game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks guard Grayson Allen fouled him on the play and was assessed a flagrant two and was ejected from the contest. Fans at the Australian Open were asked by security to remove shirts with the slogan, quote, where is Peng Shui? The slogan references the ongoing uncertainty surrounding the former doubles champion's whereabouts after her controversial social media posts. The Open's response was, quote, the Australian Open does have a rule that you can't have political slogans. And I'm not saying you can't have those views, but I am saying that Tennis Australia sets the rules here. And finally, TikTok account at Sammy Haig Music went viral this week when they posted a video of someone playing a trumpet into a bowl of jello. Here's what it sounded like. Hmm, interesting. Back to you, Evan and Silas. I just. It's not what I thought a trumpet in jello would sound like. I've now seen trumpet and pudding as well. Oh! It sounds about the same. It's like. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, the air goes into said, I don't know. It's medium. like a mute. But yeah, like... medium. And the, yeah, it's like a mute, but then, like, it finds a way through the jello out the sides of the bowl. And then it and then just, like, flaps like jello does, you know? It's uh, an interesting noise for sure. Uh, don't know why it needed to be done. Do you still have your trumpet? Do I still? I, I believe it's somewhere in my oh house. Oh, my yeah. God. Are you kidding me? We're just me? one putting away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting that trumpet in jello. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> going back to what Sydney started the segment off, uh, the Alex Caruso injury uh, that was apparently caused by Grayson Allen. This poor guy. I, 
I, I'm unfamiliar with this story. Do you know who Grayson Allen is? He's on the Bulls. Yes. No. Nope. He's, he's the on Duke the Bucks. Kids. He's on the Bucks. Uh, he started his career with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he was a Duke Blue Devil for, I believe, four Ten years. Oh, okay. Ten minutes. Yeah, no. He <laughs> wasn't these one of the one and done kids because his freshman year uh, was in 2015. Duke won a championship and he was 14. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. His freshman year was in 2014, but it's 2015 in February when they won the national championship uh, that he was like a big part of it. He came off the bench out of nowhere and made some defensive plays and was really hustle oriented uh, and, and he made a name for himself. So then he became this great player for Duke, but he was always marred in controversy. He uh, had tripped uh, several players um, and you know, had pushed another one down or something and gotten into a fight. And people just labeled him as, you know, the chippy white guy from Duke. Uh, very J.J. <laughs> Redick-esque. But the thing with J.J. Redick was once he got to the league, there like no controversy followed him there. Uh, he just became one of the best shooters in the in the game. And the rest of it was was totally ignored by, by fans. Grayson Allen, on the other hand, has also been caught up in controversy in the NBA. Uh, and this is the most recent thing where he, you know, Alex Crusoe in a close game has a free layup to, you know, take the lead against the Bucks. And what Grayson Allen did is, I mean, if you ask me textbook, he, he goes up with Alex Crusoe. He fouls him on the arm to mm -hmm. say, you're not getting this basket right now. Um, and, and just the way it happened, it was so fast, so high up in the air. Alex Crusoe comes down you know, uncontrolled because he went up uncontrolled and he falls on his wrists. He, he now needs surgery six to eight weeks. He's going to be out. Um, and I was reading some things on social media that, you know, people want Grayson Allen gone and they wanted him gone at Duke. And now they want him gone in the NBA. Uh, and one person in particular is Mike Wilbon. You might know him from the ESPN show. Pardon the interruption. Pardon the interruption. Are you familiar with this show? Uh, yes. Okay. So he tweeted, quote, the smug smirk alone on Grayson Allen's face immediately after the act should be considered evidence towards suspending him indefinitely after injuring Caruso. The NBA should do what college basketball never really did about his thuggish behavior. To not hit Allen with a lengthy suspension would be the equivalent of condoning his overall thuggishness, something Allen has smoked has smoked, has smirked and smiled about for years. A sanctioned suspension, of course, without pay, is damn near mandatory. Mm. Some some scathing some words, fighting there. words. Uh, one of which is one of which that I take objection with is the word thuggish and thuggishness. Um, that word has long been used to mar um, other people. And, you know, specific groups of people for a long time. And I think that word here is not necessarily appropriate. And uh, I would venture to say it's actually dangerous to, to use that word there. Uh, but Mike Wilbon is the kind of guy who discredits, you know, current NBA players' achievements uh, when talking about, you know, comparing it to, to later days, you know, Michael Jordan days and the days where, you know, a, a hand foul wasn't called and, 
the you know physical game that was the NBA back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and what I say to that is like, which way do you want it? Do you want it to be physical or do you want it not to be physical? Because to say this is thuggish behavior now, but back then it was just a thing you had to play through Michael Jordan. Oh, that's why he's the good. Like, could you choose? Because Grayson Allen plays it very competitively. He plays it the way he probably watched it growing up. And that's just how he plays the game. I don't think it's dirty. I think it's just how he plays the basketball game. I'm watching a compilation of Grayson Allen dirty plays. <laughs> and what what are your immediate responses? Um, if he didn't shout back as much as he does, I think he'd get away with it. I think he... <sighs> Would you describe them as thuggish acts? No, he's not punching anybody, but he to me, he's making very obvious attempts to foul people, like lifting his foot up to like trip people but, okay. pretending he's spinning out of control. Let's 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 put it this way. Yeah. If Joel Embiid fouls, let's say Carl Anthony Towns, right? Yeah. And it, it's an aggressive foul, but it's because Carl Anthony Towns had a free layup and Joel Embiid kind of like hits him and they both fall to the ground. Would you call Joel Embiid a thug for that? No, the see the difference though is that Joel does in that's a one off in one off instance. The issue is that Grayson Allen has a history. It's the same reason why Derek Barnett gets called on every single time he touches a quarterback. Like, the refs know you have a history. They know what you're trying to do. So as soon as and they I, see him... To be honest, I don't disagree with the fact that he was thrown out of the game. Like, mm -hmm. he, you know, that's a foul. It's an aggressive foul. It's an intentional foul. And yes, did it end in an injury? Yes, and that's unfortunate. And I'm sure both Grayson and I, like, I, I feel bad for Alex Caruso. However, he was ejected from the game. There needs to be no suspension. Like, yeah, I don't no think he should be suspended. Be taken here. I'm just saying that every time he fouls somebody like that in a large foul, he's going to get called on it, and it's probably going to be a more serious punishment than it normally would have been. One word answer: Is that fair? Uh, no, but that's the okay. game. All right, okay, yeah. that's all I got. That's, that's all I need. It, it, but again, it's it's hard. You. Refs don't look at one-offs. They've done their research. They know who they're going to try to call. They know that Trey Young is going to bump into everyone, and they have to call that a foul. Well, that's the thing. Mike it's Wilbon's like, like, oh, Trey Young could never have done this in, in Michael Jordan's era. He would have been fouled to hell. What <laughs> is that okay, Mike Wilbon? Because all of a sudden now it's not okay for somebody to foul somebody on a layup. Like, wh which is it? A guy fell to the floor and broke his wrist. Is that Grayson Allen's fault for contesting a layup in a close game? Uh, it's kind of his fault for yanking him to the ground. Also, it's not lost on me <laughs> that it's the Chicago Bulls who got hurt, and Mike Wilbon is a Chicago fan. This is true. Okay. So it's are you more mad about the guy, or are you mad about the act? I'm mad about the reaction to it. Like, okay, <laughs> we all know Grayson Allen tripped a couple guys in college. Can we leave it alone? He's not tripping Alex Caruso on his way to the basket. He hard fouled him. I, it happens every day in the NBA, but just because it's this guy, we're like, oh, my God, get him out of the NBA. Why are we still paying him? You know what we're paying him? He's hitting three-pointers. That's why we're paying him. Oh, my God. So do you agree that, like, Vontez Perfect should be out of the NFL? Vontez perfect. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's not because if he <laughs> hits somebody over the middle, 
Uh, he's not going to crown of the helmet every guy. He did it one time to Antonio Brown. He done like, it. He's done it more than once. All right, he's done he it a has couple a history. Times. Well, that's it. that's the tripping thing, you know. Yeah. Like, him hitting people across the middle is the equivalent of Grace Allen tripping someone. Did yeah. Grace Allen trip someone in this situation? Yes or no? No. Okay, so it's not the same then. Yeah, but it's still a a, a it's a like a an it's aggravated a hard foul. Yeah. basketball play, a basketball play that Mike Wilbon has defended for years in defense of Michael Jordan being the best player. It sounds player like to you're more play. upset about his reaction than the actual play itself. I am because I agree with the play. Grace Allen did the right thing. He contested a shot in a close basketball game and we're freaking calling for his head. I, I'll never understand <laughs> it. People speaking of people calling for people's heads. I no, no, wait, 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 no, wait, 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 no, wait, wait. No. If this kid didn't go to Duke, would you be as adamant? Never. Okay. No, if he went to Texas Tech, I wouldn't care. Okay. There is an ulterior motive here. Of course. There, this is a self-serving <laughs> oh, radio show. you want to talk about ulterior I, motives, I admi- huh? I admit it. I'm just making sure Silas admits it. No, let's talk about Evan's ulterior motives because okay. all yes, week let's. on Twitter, I've been inundated with things about horrible, how horrible Doc Rivers is. And I know you don't call him Doc Rivers, but... Here's the deal. The Sixers lost at home. They had a 24-point lead in the yeah. game. They lost at home. They blew yes. it, uh, and they lost it to a bad team. It was the Clippers without Kawhi, Correct. without Paul George. Okay? Again, at home. When asked about how much do you think the coaching had to deal with this loss, uh, Doc Rivers responded, would you ask Pop that question? Then don't ask me that question. I've earned that. He has not earned that. Okay. So... Then I keep getting tweets about, like, Doc Rivers is the problem and needs to go, uh, and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm looking like, how, why is this on my Twitter? I never get things like, why? Because my co-host liked it. So here's your chance. I just think that you have a history of choking, and you continue to choke. It's like, I don't even know what it's like. It's just like you are already, like, you have this brand on you. That you you choke in the playoffs, you choke everywhere, you can't finish games, your game plan like blows leads. At what point do you say, okay, maybe it isn't the Sixers and maybe it's the game plan? Hmm. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. So this all goes back to Doc Rivers won a championship in 2008 with the Boston Celtics. Correct. It wasn't his first coaching job. He had already been coaching for nine years before that with the Orlando Magic. Then he wins this championship. He went to two other finals in that time. And then, okay, he moves on to the Clippers. With the Clippers, he had Lob City. He had Chris Paul. He had Blake Griffin. He had DeAndre Jordan. Great team. What are they famous for, though? Early exits. And then, finally, he gets Kawhi Leonard and Paul George there. Can't do it with them either. He moves on. He goes to Philadelphia. And in the most recent couple playoff appearances now, they've underachieved. So he now has this reputation of, first of all, blowing 3-1 leads in the playoffs. I think that's first and foremost Correct. what he's known for. Uh, and second of all, just underachieving with very talented teams. And what I would say is, if you look at him compared to every other head coach in the NBA, in games, just purely on how many games he's been a head coach, he's only second to one person. And it's the person he just mentioned in the interview. That's Greg Popovich. In terms of wins, he's only second to one person. And the person is Greg Popovich. In win percentage, he's ninth, which is top 10 in the league. But keep in mind that Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, Tyron Lue, and Nick Nurse are all ahead of them. And they've only been coaching for a couple years at best. And Steve Kerr and Nick Nurse were, you know, they had fantastic teams at the start of it all. So 
when you put all of that in perspective, he also has the six most wins in playoff history. Yeah, but again, if you're in the league for 30 years, it doesn't matter. Right, like, he's had 23 matter. years of experience. Yeah. But out of those 23 years, he's made the playoffs a considerable amount of, excuse me, a considerable <laughs> amount of times. Uh, and yeah, the, but Doug Peterson made the playoffs five out of seven years he was here. Right. Four out of six, sorry. Right. But are the Sixers going to miss the playoffs this year? Who knows? They could blow it. You, uh, what, I'm, what I'm asking, I guess, is you think the problem here is Doc Rivers. No. I don't think he is the singular problem. I, don't, I think he's contributing because to the problem. Because if I asked you last year in the playoffs who's the problem, it's Ben Simmons, correct? Yeah. And, and, but you it's, know, it, but that's you also think, Doc's issue for, right. for pumping him up and not forcing him to do what he needs to exactly, do. Exactly. And then at the end of the season, all of a sudden you see some accountability and Doc Rivers is like, well, I don't know if we can win a championship with Ben Simmons as our point guard. So, yes, I'll give you that. Uh, but now this year, in this game in particular, Joel Embiid had 30, excuse me, 40 points and 13 rebounds. Yep. Tyrese Maxey, a rookie last year, now turned into a phenom in his second year. He had 19 points. Tobias Harris, the person we've been trying to run out of town on a freaking pole, he had 20 points. No one else scored. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> Andre Drummond didn't score. Uh, you know, Matisse, Seth Curry, and Danny Green were all out of this game. Like, <sighs> I like Doc Rivers. I think Doc Rivers is a good coach. I like him too. I just get frustrated with him. But I get frustrated that he he has these collapses and he refuses to acknowledge it. That's I think the accountability. That's the part. biggest thing is because he'll be like, like he said. Would you ask Pop that? It's like, well, no. It's because he doesn't freaking blow leads like this. He doesn't blow a twenty point lead. He doesn't l- give the Hawks forty points in the semifinals at home. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's that's what frustrates me is he do- he he never says like we were outplayed. I need to be better. Like, I need to work on my late game. Yeah. Like, that's what frustrates me with him is that he thinks that he's been around for so long that his 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 recipe works. I will say he is a little slow to react. Sometimes, yes. you know, a team will be on a run, and you might have a 20-point lead or something, but a team gets on a run, and it's an 8-0 run. He'll call timeout, but then he'll come out with the same lineup again that just had eight straight points put up on him. Uh, and then, okay, now it turns into a 12-0 run a 15-0 run. And before you know it, you're like, crap, this game's close again. And then he runs his starters out there cold. Yeah. I'm like, if you're calling a timeout, there's no point in resting Joel Embiid anymore. Go put him out there. He's your best player. Go put him out there. If for nothing else to decoy, to think like, oh, he's got 40 points, he's going to have more. Maybe he does, but maybe he kicks it out to somebody else. You know, like, yeah. and, and granted, they didn't have their three-point shooters in this game, uh, but like Furkan Korkmaz didn't do much. George Niang didn't do much. And they share yeah. the blame, too. But he didn't put any of it on his players. And he didn't put any of it on him. He just said, well, we lost the game. It happens. And it's that accountability thing that I think yeah. is the most glaring thing about Doc. Yeah, right it's now. that and, like, the stubbornness that gets me. That, it, it's, that he, it's not his fault. Yeah. He, yeah, and he just, I, he just needs to adjust better. Like, it's the same thing with Andy Reid. Doesn't adjust as well. He better adjust. Yeah. Cheering for him today. Really? Oh, well, you hate the Bills. Never mind. <laughs> I do. Can't stand the Bills. I'm rooting against Big Red. Sorry, Big Red. <laughs> uh, I do have a, a you know, thing. I, I had a note on the, on the show log here that I said, you know, Thibel's out. 
Curry's out, Green's out, which gives you like Charlie Brown, George Charlie Niang, Brown's playing. Uh, yeah. Peanuts. These, and I'm like, they kind of needed a guard who's a little, you know, a little bigger than normal who could <laughs> shut down Reggie Jackson at the end of the game. I don't know, 6'10". Maybe, you know, maybe, a, I don't know, top draft pick maybe. From LSU. And I'm like, what the hell is happening there? Like, if, if nothing else, if he doesn't want to play, or if he doesn't want to, you know, play here specifically, Daryl Morey, he does, he's got to go. I know. Because at this point, we're, I, we're losing games because we don't have 15 anything. full, you know, players on the, on the court. You know, we're not saying that Matisse Thibel has to be healthy every game or Seth Curry has to be healthy every game. But, like, to have some depth that isn't Charlie Brown... I'd like to, or Isaiah Joe for that matter. Yeah. I'd like to have some actual NBA players in return. They don't need to be superstars. They don't need to be top 20 players in the league. I would take top 50 players in the league. That's I mean that's what we're at at this point. Cuz yeah, no one's going to take Ben Simmons just Ben Simmons. They want something else. So do you give up somebody like a Danny Green just as like a little sweetener on top or do you give up a Toby I would be less inclined to give up a Tobias Harris. Same. Uh, and I, you know, there's rumors out there that he could be made available to teams if they wanted to package him with Ben Simmons. Um, you just got to get rid of him. He's taking up a roster spot, which is the worst thing he could do at this point. Yeah. It's worse than him being on the court and doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, if it's not Ben Simmons, shake Milton. We need him back too. This is true. You know, he, he could have made a difference because sometimes he offers that spark off the bench. Yeah, uh, he's a good, he's an average shooter, which is better than Ben. Just it, <laughs> another loss that should probably have not been a loss for the, for the Sixers. And that's what's frustrating the most about it. Yeah. Uh, to just update you guys, it's day 52 of the baseball lockout. Uh, and by the time you hear this, it'll be uh, day 54. So what's the over under on the lockout? Hmm. How many days? This is a good bet. This is a fun question. What are the odds? You want to start at 100? You want to say, do you think over under 100 days? What would be... I need to know the date. When's spring training? Well, 50 days from now would be like... When March, did the, What maybe? was the date the lockout started? Uh, uh, Thursday, December 2nd. Uh, pitchers, catchers is last week of February. Oh, mm, we're, very we're, soon. Yep. Nope. Way past that. I'm going to say it'll be... Over under 100 days. You know what? Let's go April 20th. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 139 days. That's my guess. Okay. 50 days from now puts us March 14th. We'll make it 421. Oh, I think it's over I'm going to say 140 days. Over 140 days. days. Yep. That's my guess. Okay. I'll take the under. I'll put it on the poll. Over under. 100 days. Baseball. Uh, When we come back, we will open the audience suggestion box. Got a couple suggestions from you guys this week. Uh, And after that, we'll spin the wheel, give you some game picks. There is so much to love about Maui State. The people, the sports, and most definitely the beach. But the best part is that we are now accepting applications for the spring semester. You can have the future you've always wanted for yourself while having fun and learning around some great people. Apply now and we'll even throw in a big wave fan shirt to wear to all of the sporting events across campus. Maui State, ride the wave to your future.
And welcome back to the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Now we're going to open up the audience suggestion box. Audience. 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 Suggestion box. All right. First suggestion here uh, is from Chris. It says, you guys talked about soaps last week on the show, but what do you use in the shower? Okay. Now, I'm assuming he's talking about like body wash, bar soap. Uh, shampoos, conditioners kind of stuff. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Go I, ahead. I use a two-in-one. Yeah. I'm the stereotypical guy who uses a two-in-one shampoo conditioner. What uh, brand? Old Spice. Oh, the only brand of anything. I want to hear use. brands, too. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll use the two-in-one. Uh, put it on the pole. Does every man you know use a two-in-one? Put it on the pole. Uh, I use that, and then I use a body wash, also Old Spice. Okay. Uh, and I use a loofah. I don't know what you use to wash yourself with, but I like a loofah. So that's what I, uh, that's what I will use. I'm not using my bare hands. Because, like, okay, back to the liquid soap conversation. If body wash is a liquid soap, you have to lather it nice, and the only way to do that is on a loofah, not between your hands, because hands to body, all of a sudden, all the body wash is on the bottom of the shower. So... That's what I use. Evan. Okay. Uh, I use a two-in-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it on the pole. Um, and I switch between, it depends what Target has in stock, uh, Dove, the green flavor. Mm-hmm. The green flavor. flavor. I don't know what it's called. I, forget. It's, I think it's called like Refresh or something. Yeah. Or I actually like Harry's is better. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, then I use a liquid body wash. Okay. Method. The green bottle. <laughs> Am <laughs> I shopping green. by color? Maybe. The green bottle. Uh, and I'll use one of those plastic circular uh, spherical things. I don't even know what they're called. Scrubbies? <laughs> That's what we always Is call it them. like hard on one side and soft on the other? No, it's like the... A loofah. What? That's a loofah. A loofah is like a piece of coral. No, 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 no. no. A loofah is the like spongy... Evan, look up loofah. <clears throat> I'm looking it's up like loofah. It looks like a ball. It looks like a puff ball of plastic mesh. That's okay. No, it's both. I the, the loofah is also a, a piece of fruit that is dried. What? I'm t- look up loofah. No. <laughs> no, I think uh did you spell it right or Yes. Just look up loofah and tell me what you see. Are you, you're talking about the like hard meshed cylindrical loofah. Yeah. It's a That's, piece of, it's no. a vegetable. No, I don't use that. I use the puff ball. Okay, then I thing. use the same thing. We All just right. call them scrubbies at my house. Scrubbies. Scrubbies. Uh, I use a scrubby, and then I also have a, an exfoliating face wash that I use every day. Okay. Then I have an exfoliator that I use once a week. It's a lot of Wait, products. you said exfoliating. Okay. I have an exfoliating face wash, also Harry's. Then I have a exfoliator hmm. that I use once a week. And then I also have a charcoal thing for my hair that I use once a week. That's a lot of product that's going into Evan. It's only like once. The normal On stuff Evan, is, a, is a wash, is a face wash and a body wash and a hair yeah. wash. The other stuff's just once a week. Now, just to there, get the are, grime. <laughs> there are five in ones. There, yeah, are. there are. There <laughs> that are like shampoo, conditioner, body wash, uh, face, face wash, wash, and then like moisturizer moisture yeah or something else yeah there's like five in ones it's crazy uh sydney what do you use do you use a, a loofah what do you use use a loofah liquid body soap but like 
Dove, so it's not super liquidy. It's like mm. kind of thick. Uh, and then shampoo, conditioner, all the D- different brands, same brand, same brand, different that, bottles. Yeah. You know, you could mix that into one bottle, and put I put a pump think, on it, and it's I even think easier. It would be a two-in-one. I just don't understand. I see just, with the two-in-one. It's the two-in-one. Two if you use in a regular one, which one do you do first? If you have a man in your life, ask him why he uses a two-in-one. And then tell him, hmm, how did I not think of this? Um, what's your question? I get confused if you have shampoo and conditioner. Do you use them at the same time? Do you use them at different times? Which one goes first? <laughs> you think they're pumping both into the same hand and going <laughs> well, here's Well, no, here's my issue. Is if I use shampoo, then conditioner, my hair is greasy for the rest of the day like I didn't shower. That's my hair is conditioner like Conditioner will do that to you. Conditioner that's will that's do why to you. two in one. If I had both what separately i make it a two-in-one anyway no yeah you're right you're oh, dead right okay okay I'll, I'll do it i'll do it and i'll show you my how greasy my hair gets well, how much conditioner are you using are you washing it out of your hair are you just leaving it in no i'm I will washing say, it out i'm using an appropriate amount i will say there is a balding problem that going on with the males and uh, not with the females so maybe you're onto something city i don't know i don't know I think maybe male pattern baldness <laughs> Maybe, maybe, or stick, maybe two stick to your two in ones. Maybe, maybe just actually stick to that. And I, the, don't the, overcomplicate the it. Yeah, I don't want to overcomplicate it. Does maybe the same that's what crap. it is. We just like don't care to learn what's good for our hair. Uh, I don't know. This is frightening. I, I'm actually. using the, the charcoal is... hair mask, man. I'm doing the right things. Let's okay. dip back into this audience suggestion box, <laughs> shall we? This is this has been upsetting for me. I'm gonna need a little time after this what? one. Audience, 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 audience suggestion box. All right, this one's from Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. And he says, I personally like regular M&Ms, but many people think that the better ratio of candy to chocolate is mini M&Ms. I'd love to hear your opinions on this. It, that's a that's a hot button subject. I have week. something to say about this. What? Did you see that as part of their whole new whatever that they're doing this weird shapes and sizes combo thing? It's no longer a uniform pack of same size and shape M&Ms. They're just going for it. They're just... You give my might get some minis in there. You might get some peanut sized ones in there. Do you get like they're sticking ones them all that are the as big bag. as a quarter? Like you can't just go smaller than the regular M M&M. and M. You got to go bigger. It's also, a, yes, it's, it's a little bit of both. That's I just dumb. don't. I think that's so stupid. I think that's hmm. incredibly I, I, dumb. I am big into the mini M and M's. I don't actually like regular M and M's because it is just too much chocolate. Uh, the crunch factor of a mini M M&M, and M ten times better. Than regular I agree with M&Ms. that. I agree with that, but I'm not going to turn down regular M and M's because there's too much chocolate. Oh, I am. I will do that. Well, you're a psychopath. So. I don't think so. I think that's the correct Candy way. opinions on the show are bad. No, what? <laughs> no. According to our data, it's mine that are bad. Yes, thank you. Evan's <laughs> opinions are bad. So, but no, I I think mini M and M's are the most superior ones, followed just just followed by peanut M and M's. See, I can't do any of those filled M&Ms. Caramel, brownie I don't, batter, I don't or whatever like they have either now. of those. I don't like an M&M that's squishy. M&Ms did make the news, Except as Cindy said, though. peanut butter M&Ms are very good. Recently, they're like rebranding pretty much their whole company uh, to just be more like inclusive, I guess. Yeah, it's to draw attention away from a lawsuit they have going on right now. <laughs> what's Mars their, bars. What's their lawsuit? What? Yeah, it's what's... about child slavery. It's not good. Nice, oh my man. god. Just look over here. Look over here. You can't see it. If you look over here, we've made the green M&M less hot. We've de-sexified like, the green M&M. To like harvest cacao oh, or what? really anxious. Yeah. <laughs> 
So am I now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I actually like the orange M&M. No, get out of here. He's one of my favorites. No. Well, He's got a funny face. He's leaning into his anxiety. He's the, really good. accepting. Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they made like the, the woman uh, ones like they. they what colors are the they're, women's? They're, instead of throwing the shade, they're throwing shine together. That's, okay. Yeah. I just hey, wanted to. Do I you wanted... work for Mars? Like, no, how do you know No, but I read a really this? funny article about oh it God. yesterday. Yeah. Let's move on to the Wheel of Whimsy. Now, Evan, how we're doing this now, because <laughs> we can't seem to get a hit for you, uh, is you get two guesses, and now I guess I'm doing two spins as well. So yeah, it's only fair. Evan, who do you have this week on your uh, guess? Let's do National Parks and Boys and Girls Club. Spin number one. Spin number one results in a win. <gasps> wow. What? Just kidding. It's oh. the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So Jesus. another <laughs> loss for Evan. That's fine. Uh, I will spin it again here. Here we go. I'm recalibrating this wheel. Why? What did it? What did it pick? You St. Jude's Children's Hospital again. <laughs> That's hey, whatever the wheel says. I'm refer- we need a no. new wheel We're site. D- new wheel. Here we go. It's not a site. It's a physical wheel. One last. One last. Make a physical spin. Wheel. What did you say? National parks and what? Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Uh, his local schools the third time. So no, we're <laughs> we're just sticking with Evan being bad at guessing. That's fine. Uh, it's kind of good for the bit at this point. Uh, <laughs> anything for the bit. Anything for the bit. We're going into game picks now. Yes. Evan has been on some sort of streak. I've been on fire. If you think if it's burning me down. If you're fading Evan, you're on. You're making money. Yeah. Because <laughs> recently he's been on uh, some sort of bender. Well, hopefully this hurts you <laughs> then too. He uh, is <laughs> six and eleven at game picks this year, uh, and since there's only two games that we don't know the outcomes of, this is going to be quite interesting. But let's see what he has in store this week. Evan, what do you have? Uh, I'm taking the Bucks minus two and a half versus the Rams. Bucks are at home. Tom Brady is the quarterback, piloting that ship. Arg. Ahoy. Okay, there's only two games this week, so I figured. If it, it's not fun, if we all just pick the same things and it's the same games and stuff. So, Evan, uh, as as well as I, we also picked different like prop bets. So, um, things like Evan, just give an example. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I like I'm taking the over on the total score between Buffalo and Kansas City over fifty four. So you think a lot of points are going to be scored in that game? I I think so. Okay, but I mean the last two playoff games have been proven wrong. So okay, we'll see. But um, I'm also taking Stefan Diggs to score anytime. That one's kind of obvious. It's been my two sleeper ones. Scotty Miller to score, which this I think is, is the, a good it's, bet. It's the Scotty Miller game. And I also think Isaiah McKenzie is a good bet. Because uh, what's his face? Um, Josh Allen. Nope. Uh, anti-vax wide receiver. Cole Beasley. He sucks. <laughs> and I think so, Isaiah McKenzie is going to get more playing time. Yes. 
And I don't know. I Well, Buffalo's going to throw on Kansas City because mm-hmm. their throw defense sucks. Yeah. So I think Isaiah McKenzie is going to be a better two or three than uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I hit again last week. I've been on some sort of streak myself, uh, but in the opposite direction. I just I need am- everyone to know, as I said, I wanted to pick 49ers plus three over the Cowboys last week, but I didn't want to pick the same thing. So I picked the Cardinals. I just want to say. Uh, I'm 11 and six on the season. Uh, and this week, I actually am picking the same thing as you, Evan. I think the Bucks minus two and a half against the Rams. I think it's going to be a close game, but I do. I don't bet against Tom Brady uh, in any in any sense of any of those words. I don't like betting against him. Uh, in terms of prop bets that I have for myself, I only have prop bets for the Bucks Rams game. Uh, and I have Mike Evans over receiving yards. The reason you might be like, what? Is because Jalen Ramsey will most likely be the cornerback that's following Mike Evans, and mm-hmm. they go at it sometimes. But Tom Brady has this weird way of getting his playmakers the ball, and Mike Evans has been the playmaker for him. He's the only playmaker left. Yeah, because Chris Godwin's out. Um, Leonard Fournette does come back today, uh, but I, I do think Mike Evans finds a way to just get his receiving yards. I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a 150-yard day for any uh, for any receivers, but I do think Mike Evans will get his. Uh, and then the other thing is Von Miller. I have over one half sack. Um, so I, I think Von Miller will record a sack in this game. It's Tom Brady. It's, you know, he's going to be on his spot, and I think Von Miller will get home at least once. Yeah, at least once I don't know game. if their right tackles hurt still or not. Yeah, the, the the Bucks did have some offensive line troubles. So yeah. their uh, center's fine. He's playing though. The big Von Miller, guy. Uh, or you could even go Aaron Donald there. But I went Von Miller because I like Von Miller off the edge. So mm-hmm. Sydney, who do you have? Um, I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half on that same game. Gotcha. I just want good things for Matthew Stafford. I'm hopeful. No, me too. Me too. I, uh, I love yeah, Matthew he'll, Stafford. He'll love playing golf next week. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I love Matt Stafford. I love Tom Brady as well. Um, I just think they put up the stats and their season stats are actually quite similar this year. However, uh, in terms of playoff wins, Tom Brady has 35 career playoff <laughs> wins. Matt Stafford has one. one. So, yeah, and it just happened. And it just happened last week. So we'll, we'll see. Did you guys hear about this monkey on the loose? No, I have no, I, this is the first I've ever heard of hearing this of it. This is a great story. The, the situation has been resolved, but apparently they had like some lab test monkeys that were being transported to Florida and the tractor trailer that was carrying said monkeys got into an accident and a dumpster truck. Oh my God. Thank you. Hit a dumpster truck uh, and the cages went flying and the monkeys sprawled away. So it was over a hundred monkeys or something. It was a hundred monkeys. Dump truck, dumpster truck, dump truck. It was a hundred monkeys, a hundred monkeys. And they, it seemed as though they were not accounting for at least four of them. Yes, there were they four f- that were missing. They found oh. three of them, and then there was one. And people were, you know, all the police were like, this is a lab test monkey. We don't know what it's going to do. Do not approach it. <laughs> Seriously, if they were like, it, if you see it, don't go anywhere near don't it. Don't go looking for it. Don't do anything. But they also seemed to mention in the article that if you found the monkey, it would be worth like 10 grand. So oh, people I'm were like, finding that monkey. They're like, I'm going for the monkey. <laughs> uh, he was found. So that monkey has been returned. Uh, and, and, I guess tested upon or something. I don't really like, I don't know. I don't really like the thought of a 
lab test monkey. I just think this sounds like the beginning of a bad superhero movie. Well, have you seen a rise of the planet of the apes? Is that how it starts? Literally, that's pretty much how it starts. The, the God, we almost had it, guys. People don't realize how smart monkeys are. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of true. And all it took was one dump truck to almost overthrow the government. So we were that close. We, were <laughs> we almost had them, boys. We we're that close. That close. Uh, what, what do you think that monkey's name was? Chipper, like Bobo or something. Bobo. <laughs> I don't know. What do you? Dump, what do you dump. name a monkey? Yet? I don't think you'd what name... What was it? Dumpst? Dump dump. <laughs> I don't think you'd name a lab test monkey. Tones and I, the musical group, should do a remix of their song and called Test Monkey. Test Monkey, Test Monkey, Test Monkey. Yeah, let's not give Tones whoa, and I whoa. any clout. Why? Dude, they're good. They're they okay. They suck. Tones and I. Put it on the poll. Tones and I. Good, bad. <laughs> and if you don't know who that is, just look up the song Dance Monkey. It's their most famous song. Anyway, that's the show. <laughs> Hope you liked it. If nothing else, I like that Aaron Rodgers is no longer in the playoffs. Ap- again, apologies if you're a Packers fan. Rough show for you. Today. Yeah, this one was tough. Sorry, guys. Also, rough show if you're Alex Caruso. Or Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media. On Twitter, at redshirt underscore pod. On Instagram, redshirt underscore waterboys. Or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.